0: with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest Anfield Index Under Pressure podcast. My name's Dan Kennett, and we're going to be looking at the Cardiff match and previewing the frantic uh upcoming schedule. Um and to do that with me, I have the other three members of the A Team. And because this is only our second free show after the um uh, after being released from the AI Paywall Dungeon, uh, I'm gonna do a we're gonna do a quick uh introduction for everybody as well. So first of all, I have our video analyst and qualified match analyst, Mr Daniel Rhodes. Good evening Rhodesy.
2: Cheers Dan. I like it. I like these infos, like I was just saying, uh, for, yeah. four years behind a paywall and just being called my namesake, and now I'm getting...
1: Uh, yeah, spoiled. well, <laughs> you know, when you're a pro-zone analyst, Rosie, you know, you should just shout about these things. And I have our... Secondly, I have our most qualified member of the team, um, Professor Phil Barter, uh, uh, Professor Phil Barter, our Professor of Data Science at Middlesex University. Good evening, Phil.
3: How are we doing, chaps? You all right?
1: All good, mate. All good. All good. And I have our most practised and travelled sports scientist, member of the team. He's had more clubs than Jack Nicholas, Or maybe that should be more clubs (laughs) than Tiger Woods. (laughs) (laughs) It's Mr Simon Brundish.
0: Evening, boys. I am
4: very well practised, and I'm not speaking to Phil unless he's a tenured professor. None of this little... (laughs) (laughs)
1: Get a real job. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I'll Mar- try. Mark- marking PhDs isn't a real job. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's gonna attend you though, so I'm alright.
1: <laughs> right. We are gonna start with the Arsenal match. Oh, the Arsenal match, what am I talking about? The the Cardiff match in the uh, fourth round of the FA Cup. Um and let's start as always uh with the lineups and the game plans here because um Sai, this um this was our first match in what over two weeks? Um how did how did we line up for this, son?
0: We
2: called it before the podcast. We called it before the podcast. It's on mute. <laughs>
4: I'll I come really to you. am I'm mute and everything. Jesus oh. Christ. I was going through four different sheets to find that. Fifteen days between
1: games. Fifteen days. It felt like an eternity anyway. Yeah, it much. really
4: did, didn't it? It was we the, pre- it was actually a winter break when we when we weren't even having a winter break schedule just because
1: they've added in an extra international break. Yeah. It's the catch up for the COVID last season, isn't it? The catch up window for the internationals. But, um, yeah, you know
4: that's not going anywhere. It was, it was. It's also it's something to do with the World Cup as well. It's, it's, it's one they had to wedge games in for the World Cup, but two they're preparing the the clubs for this is how it's going to be. So Excellent. I don't think it's an international break. We're not going to we're going to lose in the future. Anyway,
1: okay. Well, probably where the expanded club World, club World Cup's going to go in the future. Anyway, um, right. Um, but we went pretty strong. Uh, Say, si.
4: we did. Um, well, it's kind of nice. We've got, um, we got some boys back. That's, so so um, for this game, it's the lowest number of injuries we've had since game week 10. So um, for four months, basically, we've mm-hmm. got, uh, so we basically got, no, uh, we got Gomez out. We got Ox out and we got the two lads away on it on international break. That's it. Mm. That's and a the Orcs, big
1: squad to pick from. And the Ox ones a minor anyway, isn't it?
4: Yeah, both are minor. Yeah, Ox and Gomez were just nothing really, but just they they just couldn't be available for the game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is this is great for uh, hopefully for the forthcoming glut of games that we have. Um, and and it gave it gave with the well, we've had ten days of training. Um, it gave the the boss the opportunity to set up loading strategies for the next. Um, basically, the next month up until the international break, of who he wants to play when, which which uh, players he wants to get ready for more important games, prioritising stuff, and and so it was a really good opportunity with the with the FA Cup against rubbish team. You can play who you like to get the best situation for games in in a week's time.
1: Yeah, five subs as well.
4: A- exactly. So you get all the minutes that you need. Get the game start to build up the chronic load of of players you need, and get some players to get a little bit of rhythm.
1: Yeah, uh, but um, it seems to me that um, Kloppos decided that Kelleher is the cup te- the cup um, goalie. Come what may.
3: Yeah, for sure, He seems to be getting the picks in in those in the cup competition, lesser tournaments, if you like. Um, yeah, I think, um, and I think he's also started to like he's coming up his line better. He's more confident. He's, I think, he's really. Uh, grown this year having you can see he's training with Ali all the time he's got similar kind of characteristics now I would say um, obviously we'll come on to a few decision makings he still gets wrong t- t- a little bit but yeah definitely I think he's the clear clear number two now
1: and how did you see the um the the, the we we did the normal four three three? But how did we how did we split the roles within the four three three with the with the starting eleven?
3: I think as we've said, we did. A, I think we did a pod two two ago where we said uh, CJ's. If you just look at the times he's playing the role, CJ is the understudy to Thiago, so he played the the left hand side. Uh, Hendo drops in as a six because Fab was away on international duty, and Naby has predominantly this season been picked in the right side, um, right side eight, which he did today. So well, not today, yesterday. Sorry. So that's that's seemingly how they were. They played the roles as they do. You know, we all yeah. know that Hendo plays the six differently from Fab, but that's the role yeah. he was given. Um, and and CJ did did what he's been doing it is that as the left six, uh, left eight. Sorry. So yeah, that's how I was going to be off the right of the three. Uh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. He, yeah. And, uh, Bobby down the middle and Jota doing, or Bobby and Jota doing that kind of soppy everything that they do. Yeah. Um, changing roles. So yeah, it was, uh, I thought it's like like, so it was, like say, it was a strong, strong side. Um, I would have thought maybe Gomez would have started if he wasn't out. Um, mm. I think he might have done. But that's just a, a thought, because Gomez, is, I think Gomez, did he play last FA Cup game at home? I think he did against Shrewsbury with Canate. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, that's just what I, I expected Gomez to play. He didn't. So I was like, OK, but other than that, I thought, yeah, good side, really. How
2: yeah, would, uh, how would Swappy over thing go down in a PhD? An- analysis? analysis. <laughs> Oberlin <laughs> 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 like Virgil played
4: last game as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah losing
1: my words <laughs> right Rosie um so we're uh, at this point we uh, hit us with that match summary please I mean uh, we got reduced stats for this one obviously not yeah. as widely collected but um go for it please. well we haven't got the six models as we usually have we've got
2: two-ish um we've uh Lubo posted one i think it was about two point three to 0.5 or something and then we've got white scout who's has improved who' had a takeover. I think we're agreed there. Um I'm still a little bit sceptical, but once their sampling you know increases over time and I can compare them to the other models, maybe we can put back in. But in this game they had it as 1.73 to 0.32, 20 shots to three, five shots on target to two, um, four big chances to one, basically their XG is their one goal. Um So yeah, the XG on Scout, we were not quite sure how it's calculated and there were lots of different definitions for the models that we used during the league games and when we come on to using those six models, try and explain a little bit, briefly. Um, ESPN Plus, Sloobar says, I think it's based on Opta. Um, So yeah, so that one had us at a much higher, well, 0.8 higher rate-ish than what Scout did. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, it was, you know, it was about as much as you would expect. It was a pretty poor first half. We had the uh, really early big chance from Jota. And then in the second half, we kind of bombarded them a little bit more, especially once Harvey came on. Um, yeah, it was do- absolutely dominated possession, 74% to 26 Um Pure possession time. We like this one. um why scout? They had forty minutes of dead time in this game, so only fifty minutes on the ball, which is really low. Uh, I Think so? No, think, it would
1: be. Wouldn't it be fifty-five minutes of uh,
2: yeah ball and yeah, play because yeah, they the cause he actually added time? But um, I think we've had as low as uh, as
1: high as forty-three against Burnley once, but this was pretty high. Well, just to be uh, clear, what you're talking about dead time there, but where is where the ball is either out of play. Yeah. Um, referee stop play for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he, yeah. So, yeah and and the, the highest we, the highest you'll ever see is, you know, contrary to popular belief, is about sixty minutes. And yeah. um, you know, you're not going to get many games which have got a ball in play time of over sixty minutes. But yeah, we had fifty five in total. Yeah, fifty five. Yeah,
2: and, 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 and it's incredibly low for the opposition. So, so Cardiff's pure possession time was only fourteen minutes. So they basically didn't want the ball which you can understand. Yes. Um, we had 102 possessions for their 82, so that also shows you, if you look at average possessions, that we were a lot longer. 23 seconds is our average possession um, compared to their 10 seconds, so they genuinely didn't really want the ball. We, we have done PPDA before, which is um, looking at... As per defensive action. Yeah. Yeah, and... We were really good in that until about the last 15 minutes, which we see a lot. Um, we do tend to drop off, especially. So, once. what does that
1: mean then, Rosie? Um, it means that we we did we did press Cardiff, even though they didn't really have the yeah. ball much. Yeah. We still we still performed a lot of defensive actions on in 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 the Cardiff in the Cardiff third. A lot of tackles, a lot of presses, a lot of a lot of um, interceptions, that kind of and work. As you, and, as you, and as you obviously say quite often, if you've got
2: the if you combine that with um, the amount of possession, so we're having a lot of def- defensive actions with them, uh, against them, when we're not in the bo- when we're not in possession, but the fact that we have, um, and the fact that Cardiff just didn't want the ball and only had an average possession time of 10 seconds showed that once we pressed them, they just lobbed it.
1: Okay. That's basically what they did. <laughs> okay, so. And um, Brundish, um, the, the, the 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 numbers on the match. How did the um how did the first half pan out in terms of the pattern of play, um and and our general and our general build and the general ebb and ebb and flow of the match. How did you see it? What were the main stories for you?
4: I don't think there was an awful lot of stories. We tried to retain possession a lot. It was fairly sterile possession. We didn't really create anything other than uh, the fourth minute brilliant chance from uh, Naby driving from the right. uh, Blammed a ball into Jota, who uh, did two great touches, megged through, back heel megged through the legs of um, of their, their Grok centre back and he got a little excited and instead of sliding it into the corner, he hammered it and uh, Keeper made a great save. And that was pretty much our chances for the first half. We, um, Cardiff had no interest in attacking at all and no opportunity to attack. We pressured them. They launched it long. Virgil went, thank you very much um, and good luck trying to outpace him. And, um, and we tried to break through their 16-man back line. And it just took us a while. That's all, uh, as you see, for the first half until until the second half. As as where we get to with a set piece, that's when we're at our best. When we break through the set piece, we had um, we only had seven. First, first phase of the first half, we had seven touches in the box. Second, uh, without a shot in the box. Second, we had we had eleven touches in the box, um, and we had four sh- uh, shots total. It were, but there were low value shots with lots of players in the way um and it just took a while to gradually grind them down, didn't it
2: yeah i mean well, technically, he got a big chance we've discussed and then was mentioned the Kurt, uh, the
4: Curtis chance please. but it, but it was still it just inside the box with with ten yeah, players between yeah. him and
1: yeah. i i i i don't think that i mean that the ought to have given that as a big chance i mean he, he the only the only Right, Obstigate so,
4: Curtis is a big chance.
1: Yeah, so basically oh, a big good. chance. Yeah, so let, let's just let's read. We'll, we'll talk about big chances all the time, right? So what is op- what's a big chance? A big chance is uh, is a qualifier that opt to apply on their shots when they calculate them, and it's usually pre- a proxy for an extremely high-quality chance, typically when it's a one-on-one, um, a free header close to goal, uh, or a shot with direct line of sight to the keeper. It can also be a proxy for when there is absolutely no pressure on the shooter. Now, I don't really think that any of those fall into the, the CJ category. He had low pressure on him, but um, he, was, he still had a guy charging down to you know charge down the shot. But it seems a very nebulous assignment of a big chance to me. You'd, you're probably looking like from there, what, like 1 in 10 chance, um, guys? Maybe 1 in 8? Yeah, one, one, one,
2: one, one 2 on White scout, so that's good information. Yeah, yeah thought, I thought it was a
3: really, quite far out. Was, I, yeah, I can't see that being a big chance myself. Yeah, especially when you compare it with Jota, I mean that that's that's a big chance, clearly. You know, he's straight through on the goal, isn't he? So but
4: yeah. I'm I'm looking at it now. There are f- one, two, three, four, five, six yeah. Cardiff defenders between him and the goal.
1: And the well, goal. Yeah. So even if he gets it on target, it's it's gotta be blocked or it's gonna need a deflection to go in. He's gonna have to actually place it into the into the corner, yeah. isn't he? Really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, he is fourteen
4: and... yards out. That's an absurd call. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's not even a 10% chance. And where I is the
2: Jotter. of the chances that a lot of fans do think is a big chance are.
4: The, I, I heard, uh, I watched the highlights and heard Virgil's um, was a big chance from a corner. His header? No, it bounced down and he just hammered it from, he just hammered it straight at the guy right in front of him. First half?
3: Yeah. Uh, well, but, It was just—it
4: was a corner. There were loads of plays in the box. It wasn't any; it was like a five percent chance at best.
1: Yeah. So the only one we all agree on, which was the the only high quality chance of the first half, was the Jota one because that is probably one which is underrated by expected goals because he, he, with his trick, he buys he buys the space, he buys himself half a yard, so he has and he has clear line of sight to the keeper from what, like about five meters, five meters out, six meters out, and he blams it as well. So yeah so that's probably that probably that that chance should probably be higher than than what it is as well okay so we go in nil nil um and there is a fair to say a rather large incident um while the match is still nil at the early stages of the second half uh where uh kelleher um comes out for a uh, for a, a ball over the top and doesn't get it and takes the man out now this 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 could have influenced the match result. Now Cardiff are a bad team, but if they have a man advantage at nil nil, it's it's extra time and pens. It, it could have in, it could have influenced the match result. So first of all, guys, how did we see this call? Let's go one by one because it was quite a big call. The the I, the VAR was checking for two things: denial of a goal scoring opportunity and serious foul play, and in both went in our favour. So Rosie, how did you see it?
2: I didn't see it as serial, serious foul play. I thought it was definitely uh, a red card when I first saw it. On reflection, maybe we've got a defender covering. Um, but other than that, I thought it had got away with one.
1: So, you, so you, you thought it was a red card for Dogso?
2: Yeah, I thought the fact that he's brought him down when he could have got through, I think there's a case to be made that if the referee gives a red would think that it's fine for the VAR to confirm it, but I think the, the fact that they didn't um, might suggest that they thought we had a defender covering, um, and the other card was suffice.
4: Okay. Uh, Brundish, how did you see it? I, 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 I'm staggered. There's even the debate. I, I think it's a blatant red card. He missed the ball. He studded a guy in the in the calf. On the halfway line, pretty much. I don't care if there was a guy covering. There wasn't a goalie there too. That guy covering only counts if it's a defender that's doing the the tackle. And there's a goalie in. It was an open goal.
1: So you think it was red for both? Hundred
4: percent red. It was oh, absurd no, no, do that it was Both, wasn't both, both
1: count. you think it red for serious foul play and it red? For- like this, the, 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 we aren't even no, discussing I'm, 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 the reason no, because because I'm they asking. did it on the
4: TV. It was I'm a red asking. card for a foul play. It was a professional foul.
1: I'm, 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 so I'm just asking, you think it was a red on serious foul play as well as denial of a goal-scoring opportunity?
4: If, if, that was a, if that was a player, just a, a midfielder in the middle of midfield making that tackle, it could easily have been a red card just from the studs in his, his shin, uh, his calf. But that's not what I'm saying. It was a red card because he brought him down on the halfway line.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't think it was a serious foul player. I don't think he...
4: Yeah, um, no, I don't, I don't care. It's not. He it's it, it brought him down on the halfway line. It's a red card.
1: Okay yeah. there was a check in the match for serious foul play that's why I'm asking you say si. so that's what, what I'm care. saying it's right. we're
4: only discussing this because they t- they've some random reason talked about it on the tv no, no,
1: because we have to we have I to underst- we have to try TV and understand TV. how the var operates we They're have to wrong. try and do this like okay. right. that is not like right. that is not appropriate for this discussion side we have to try and understand how why var is wrong what it's trying to do that's what this. What that's what we try to do on this. Right, how, Bartz, how, okay.
4: So how can how would you how would you conclude that you got the, they came to the decision they well, came. to? Well, that's
1: what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna come to next, Bart. What's what's your what what was your call? Do you think we um, Do you think it was red? I thought
3: it was red card. Yeah. Um. No. And I thought uh. In terms of VAR, the first check they did was deny of a goal scoring opportunity. Yeah, that was said on TV. So they clearly when Ibu was going to cover and that, that was satisfactory for the VAR ref. I'm not saying I agree with that, but that's, that's
1: clearly yeah. what they decided from that. Okay. So, so I put it to you, Bart, right, is that um, this is the worst time of the year for the VAR in the English Premier League because the Six Nations is on free-to-air TV, right? And we get three matches, rugby matches every weekend, top-quality cool. international matches, where the VAR or the TMO is used absolutely perfectly. Everything is, is audible, everything's mic'd up, everybody can hear exactly what's going on, what questions are being asked to the VAR, right? So we, it's completely transparent. Football yep. is the complete opposite. So ha- if everybody thinks it was a red, how did we get end up with the VAR refusing to all overrule the on-field um, uh, th- referee twice? I think you've just
3: actually highlighted, with the rugby, they have a set protocol. That's agreed by I, I can't get the acronym right, but the international rugby laws. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Right, they the they RFU, set up. Yeah. yeah, so they have a set protocol on how they deal with VAR. Everybody uses that protocol. Yeah, so we don't. Every league interprets the laws in their own way in terms of VAR. We have a diff, We don't have a set protocol for it. Yeah. Um, and does it, vary by,
1: does it vary by competition in this country as well?
3: I, I'm not sure on that regard, but because I was I was. So Weren't wondering whether I was in the FA Cup or not, but it's in for premiership grounds, isn't it? And not on non premiership grounds, right? So, um, yeah, so that's to me is not right for the competition. I think it should be consistent across all, all levels of game in the round if you know what I mean um, there's lots of the issues with football's use of VAR one of them is a not a non-standard protocol for applying the rules in this instance you know they should have gone through it check by check but as we've said before on this pod it often comes down to the question that is asked the VAR in the first instance which could lead to mistakes being made because the VAR official doesn't then check anything else
1: yeah because we can't we, we, we can't hear the question that's being we asked. We can't hear it. No, there's
3: no, there's no yeah. audio made. Yeah. I don't know how the TV said they got a feed from it. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, well, uh, we,
2: we, none of us none of us would be able to have an opinion on this if they did mic up the refs and we heard what they said, because then we would know the facts, but we exactly.
3: don't. We don't. Yeah. Whereas in rugby, they've got a the set best protocol. Best all that. That it
2: is. We're just trying yeah. to explain why they've not come to that decision.
1: That's all. So we're we we're, we're, we're three Liverpool fans, right? Four Liverpool fans. Three, the three of you have all said it's a red, clear red. So what, Rosie? How can you possibly conclude that it was the yellow card was fine? What do you think? What do you think? Can you can you imagine in your head how they've arrived at that they, decision? I try say, I say I try to say
2: that they're saying it's defenders covering, so they're not. It's not a restriction of a goal-scoring opportunity, and that he's trying to get the ball rather than the man, but just mistimed it as opposed Mm. to a serious intention to foul... Injure the
3: player, yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, if you slow uh, it down enough...
2: I don't agree with it, but that's my description of how they've come to that decision. Yeah. We were one, that's exactly what
1: I said. Do Do you think that their VAR has possibly not considered... The covering, like what Sai said about the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper himself committed the foul, so therefore it was effectively an open goal. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's a a
3: distinct possibility, because it's like, we always, not us, but sometimes people forget that offside is the second man back, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they forget that when the keeper comes out past the last defender, and it's like, oh, he's offside, he's onside, sorry, but um, so... I think there's quite a possibility that could have happened. But again, we'll never know. I think also you've missed, there's also another bar incident in the first half that is arguably could have gone either way. Their penalty. Oh, oh yeah,
1: Canate. How did you Canate, that
3: Canate. I mean, I know, I know it looks like on the slow-mo he leans into Canate and then Canate, you could look at it and view it in a way Canate's bundled him over in the box. Yeah. But that's another one where, at which point is he not, has he impeded the player getting a shot away? But you know that's that's not has he well potentially he has yes the guys made the contact but we look at Palace we got that call at Palace yeah. where the, where Jota moves into the keeper and we get the penalty this is not it's not exactly the same but he's moved he's put himself in a position where take a and him over, doesn't get a penalty
1: yeah you 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 shouldn't be asking the the same question to do different fars and getting two different answers that Exactly, should not, it should not be possible it shouldn't
3: be so if the Palace penalty is given then I think the one at the weekend should have been given yeah for them all right and then equally the handball thing we're talking about you know uh, the car, our one at the other end pretty much two minutes later it hits him on the apparently the, the sleeve of the t-shirt is now the measure yeah. for whether it's handball or not um, no I'm not saying that was handball but I'm just saying that's another inconsistency I think in the way it's perceived that the rules apply but again we'll never know because we haven't got the refs telling us we'll know
1: it's this point it's this point and this point okay. uh, Rosie last ask. one on this before we move on Rosie do you think we will end ever end up in football with the situation that we have in the Six Nations
2: yeah definitely how, how
1: far away is that ben? five years five okay
2: I would also say that um it was quite amusing to watch Allison get sent off twice
3: in the uh, South in America. In the Brazil game. <laughs> off, was, it was it three times? I thought it was three times. It
2: might have been three. It might have been three, but yeah. And then the other keeper got sent off for a <laughs> yeah.
3: I tell you what, um, I think it'll be sooner than five years. If you, if you Is it Dale oh, on Twitter? He's saying about the AI is coming in, isn't it? For oh, yeah, that's, rough. Stuff.
1: That's, that's just rough. That's just rough. That's just rough I, know, I know, but I'm
3: just, it, yeah, it, Maybe that'll help. I don't know. You reduce the amount of stuff the video virus to do. You know,
2: just let us hear what they're saying. It's really easy. It's, it's yeah, it is.
3: it's it's so just, easy.
2: What I can't understand is it's going to benefit them unless they are saying things that they shouldn't be saying. Yeah, because if they are transparent about this and we can hear what they're saying,
3: everyone's going to go fair enough. It's the thing we've said all the time, isn't it? That for me, the thing that drives me insane is lack of accountability. And this is a clear lack of accountability. You know, if you the managers are criticised for whatever they say, scrutinised, even mic'd up on the side of a pitch. Yet the referee, as you say, um, Rhodesy could say, could be saying all sorts of things, but we'll never know. And there's no accountability for what they've said.
2: Yeah. So we have to speculate.
3: So we have to speculate. And I mean, would it have affected this game? I don't know. I mean, they were pretty, pretty deep blocked at nil-nil, going one well, up. Probably. Probably. We probably one chance. They
4: had, they could have had a penalty and definitely should have been playing against ten men before we yeah, scored. That's that's one nil play with a man extra. Yeah. It wasn't a big atmosphere. We easily we hadn't created anything. We easily could have spiraled at that point. We have yeah. seen it this season. It turns into a wonderful uh, festival of feel good football after Harvey scores, but it could yeah. have been very, very different if they have got the decisions that should have gone their way.
1: Yeah, for sure. Completely agree. so. Okay, uh, so yeah, that's why that's why I wanted to spend so long on this because it was nil nil. It could well have impacted the match results. Absolutely. Um, but but- just
4: to say, you you asked about about will they ever will it ever become Six Nations? I don't think it will. I think it will be it will turn into um, the thing that the if you remember, like ninety six, I think it came in where um, players no longer allowed treatment on the pitch to try to stop faking of injuries. If you remember. Um, and players had to leave the pitch to get treatment. And that lasted for about three weeks. It's in the rules. It literally says that after stopping play for a serious injury or when recognising the need for medical attention, uh, two people are allowed on the pitch and they can arrange for the player's safe and swift removal for treatment. And... Players get treated on the pitch four, five, six times every single game, taking five minutes out of every single game. It made no difference. People completely forgot the rules, and that's exactly what's going to happen with this. It's just going to ca- carry on as a convoluted pile of tosh.
1: Okay. Nice of you to describe how Af- uh, Egypt got to the AFCON final there by taking so much time out of the game through injuries, yeah? Proper Mourinho. Yeah, it was. Right, anyway... Uh, so, um, to rub salt into the Cardiff wounds, four minutes later, uh, we take the leads and, and box the tie off. Um, Sai, an absolutely a fantastic goal. And it was, a set piece, more
4: importantly. It was, it was proper Jotta. Proper Jotta's brilliant and he's great at these things. Um, I, I th- th- thought, first of all, we also got this extra little bit of. Uh, of Look, probably not the right word. We just did the right thing on a pitch that champions do in that we stole 12 yards for for the from where the the uh, foul took place to take the free kick. Um, did we? Yeah. And then it, it, <laughs> it's notice. it's one and a half stripes on the pitch. Um and then and then Trent um played a great cross in. It just so happened. These things you you can you can um assess them as brilliant one way or the other but in all honesty there's a little bit of luck that the ball fizzed just over the top of the first defender and it happened to be to Jota you can't play that it's not it's it's by design but it's impossible to be that accurate and Jota was in the right spot to deal with it when it came his way and he finished it brilliantly It it was no like great movement it was no it was no accident. It just happened to go over the first man and and um, and drop just where Jota could get it, and it was awesome.
1: Um, did you all see my um, Jota tweet? Yeah. Oh. Night you- header. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Twenty-eight goals in all competitions. Eleven right foot. Nine left foot. Eight head. Or should that be ambidextrousness? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said to me the best. The best reply was um, most players are one-footed. A select, a select few are two-footed. rotter yes. is three-footed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three-footed. best description.
4: I'm, I'm coming around <laughs> from my Garlinka prediction to to. I'm starting to feel a little bit of batty goal about him. Oh, oh yeah. Oh
1: Ooh. sorry. Ooh. Oh yeah, I like that's, it a lot. that's one for the kids. I tell you, I will take that. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, but we need to talk about trends. Um. So fifth. 15 assists for Trent alexander arnold so far this season. Um, we talked last year... Oh, actually, sorry we might have... The first time might have been the very end of the 2017-18 season where you said he was a cross between um, Zinedine Zidane and Michel Platini. And, and I think... now you're
4: starting to believe us.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> generational is a generational talent. I think we coined this in 2018.
1: And... I believe, I... How right are we? Yeah. Um, he's the best playmaker in the Premier League. No. And it's not close, is it? No. No. No.
2: In any
4: quantifiable terms, it's not close.
2: Yep. Progressive passes, which is a stat we're sceptical about. Assists. Um, corners. Free kicks. Key passes. Uh, everything. Key passes. Through balls.
4: Expected assists. Extra chain. Player, expected threat. Hit.
2: But,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, pick one. Yeah, um, <laughs> pick them all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one one thing I did uh, a little bit of prep on for this pod is um, I looked at because he's already got fifteen. This is already his best season for us in terms of assists, um, and his assist per ninety minutes is point five nine in all competitions. Right now, that number doesn't get beaten very often. So. Um, I want to just go through some absolutely elite creators, right? So I, I got I, I got five players, um, and this is going back to the pre-advanced stats era as well, right? Uh, five players who are Trent's peers, right? Um, Bart's come to you first. Squad, have a go. Have a guess. At, one of the five. As in non-Liverpool players, yeah? Yeah, non-Liverpool like... players who can rival 0.59 assists per 90 minutes. God, I mean that's when I
3: mean, you're talking like what Messi something like that.
1: Messi. You? Do you know what Messi's, Messi's best season was? 0.59. Not, 0.59. The nineteen the twenty season, he had twenty-five assists in total in oh, wow. all and, wow. and it was 0.59, which is the same rate as Trent now. Oh. Right. Brundish. Oh, I'm pick, pick me an elite creator who can rival Trent, who's his peer. Um Ozil. Mesut Ozil's best season when he was playing for Real Madrid 2010-11, he had 22 assists, and he had, it was 0.6 per 90 minutes, so 0.01 more than Trent this season. But yeah, that's the, that was Ozil's best ever season as well, in terms of creation and output. Audrey. uh No, he's already better than, and Henri hasn't had it over 0.5. He had actually. I tell you no, like he had, low, no. he had he had put he had point five two for one season for Barcelona, but nothing. He didn't ever get over point five for Arsenal per ninety minutes. He got, got the assist record in, 26 assists in one
3: season.
1: Yeah. Well, i would look at it the i looking at the per ninety basis. He doesn't get over point five on on the, of on the numbers. No. Wow. Yeah, How about
3: Kaka, Kaka in there.
1: Oh, I didn't look at Kaka. I'm going to go back and look at him. Nah, no chance. Kaka was
4: part. But, but one of those lads that Paul. never actually showed from a data perspective
3: his qualities. Okay. So he's like he the key never at the output the, of his fame. The hockey yeah. pass or something like that,
1: or like yeah, okay. Hockey pass going with Muller and Di Maria. It is. It is uh, the the one which is really hard to get to think about is 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 Thomas Muller. In the last three seasons, he's just become an assist machine. He's got most assists in Europe, but, you know, it's Bayern dominating that league, and he basically just feeds Lewandowski. Nineteen he's got the best figure I can find anywhere, which is 0.67 per 90 minutes, and he had 26 assists in all competitions. And this season he's on 0.64 per ninety minutes, and Trent's Trent. So he's actually more than Trent. He's got a better rate than Trent this season.
4: Because somebody blams the ball into the box against their shitty defences. Muller tries to tuck to to control <laughs> it, and Lewandowski scores because of it, off his so terrible. You all, the, all all, all it's it's Muller's assists are
1: shins, miscontrols. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
4: comes off his giant nose.
1: of <laughs> 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 defenders and Muller's. <laughs> 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 but yeah, Angel Di Maria's best season was 13-14 season. He had 23 assists and it was 0. 0.65 per 90 minutes. And the other, and Kevin De Bruyne's best season is 0. 0.57 per 90 minutes where he had 23, and that was when he was with Wolfsburg in 13-14. And just for context, the other one I wanted to look at was Cesc Fabregas, who got 2, He got 23 assists in one season, but his, his best 14-15 season, it was 0. 0.53 per 90 minutes. So Trent's rate of 0. 0.59... He's actually just it's just one of the best figures in 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 in, in of all time I'm gonna say in recent decades but of you know of all time but yeah he if he keeps this up, he's gonna get twenty three twenty four assists over the season. He's only fish at least who can rank with him is dan <laughs> well, I've <laughs> lost his numbers now where's Kenny's numbers brilliant Kenny LSC history
2: Kenny had twenty four was it twenty yeah twenty four in one season then twenty three then twenty And a 19
1: and 19 and an 18 in the top seven. So, Kenny Dalglish, Liverpool LFC History have now added assists to their magnificent site, uh, lfchistory.net. And um, Kenny Dalglish has got six of the top seven um, for season totals of assists. Um, and that's all competition so but trent is on trent is currently uh 3 below kenny's in position of number 7 which is 18 assists for kenny trent's on 15 for this season so but we've got 20 games to play i si, 20 maybe even 25 games to play we do it's,
4: he uh, he could he could get i think he could get, he could get 22 23 24 depends if uh, if the 50p heads at the back will like to score from a corner
1: why didn't that happen in the last game?
3: Yeah, freaky. <laughs> yeah. I think you get 20. 20, no doubt. He's got to get 20. He's just not that far away, is it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I hope he gets 21 in the Premier League. Oh, okay. Uh, what's on in the league? He's on. Is it 13? Oh, no. he's only on 10. 10 in the league. 10. 10. Uh, uh, yeah, two in the Champions League, two in the EFL, and one in the FA. The ones in the AFL were both in the in the semi-final against away at Arsenal. Both the goals. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Um,
4: I've got another name for you. David Beckham. Oh Beckham. Oh. Okay. 1920. Yeah. He had twenty he had twenty assists in nineteen twenty in Champions League and Premier League. I've no idea what he got in the cup. Probably some because they won the treble treble and I'm thinking that I can remember two assists so he's got at least
3: 22
4: whole um, season was it and we're looking at uh, 3600 minutes
3: jeez so have you got a silver there city silver
4: David Silver. yeah Ooh. yeah I don't think he was ever that high either
3: another one of those sort of made it happen but didn't actually get the key pass or the actual
4: pass yeah 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 he
1: was, he was very much the hockey he was the Lalana. pass. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, Beckham's best season uh, was the 99-2000, 20 assists yeah. 0.49 per 90 minutes is that right,
4: At
3: 0.49 oh jeez I,
4: I said Trent's better than Beckham
3: you did <laughs> yeah. didn't you also say Beckham would play right back in the modern game did you uh, say that
4: no, so that was the argument because I actually, because there, there was a who would you add from the Premier League to, to was the, in which three players? And I, I put Beckham in it. Yeah. And, yeah, 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 yeah. and they were like, well, you play right back because Trent does. I'm like, no, actually, I, I think be- Beckham's better than you think he is. And he would yeah. be amazing as a right sided
1: eight. But anyway, be- Trent's better than Beckham. Who knew? Uh, Kaka 0405, 18 assists, 0.41 per 90. That's, yeah. yeah. That was Trent. the man. Is that Milan? The season in Milan? Yeah. Yeah. I just took Luis Suarez.
4: I was about to say Suarez. I say Suarez. That's madness.
2: Wow. I'm going 20 all comps. I'm
4: going 15 16 will be his season.
1: 20.5. It is. 15 16. 22 assists, 0.43 per 90 minutes. Oh, amazing. And, and, And 30 goals. And
4: never took a free kick or a corner.
1: Yes. Actually, I just need I just need to check Dusan Tadic one second for Ajax, because I think Ajax's numbers. He might. Yeah, be. we can't count
4: that. Jesus Christ! I'll get thirty assists in that league. <laughs> <laughs> that how means how, how many around an halfway line?
1: How many would Darren Kowski have got? Oh, Ajax. In, in the if the Ajax. Oh, in the
4: All time record. He'd be he'd be knocking Sadov off his perch.
3: I said, he'd have goals as well, wouldn't he, so best not, We're role. not
1: even on the second
2: goal and this was supposed to be a quick part.
1: Yeah, 20, uh, Dusan Padic, 23 assists in uh, 2021 season, 0. 0.56 per 90. Anyway, that's enough. So Trent oh, is that's really good. Trent Trent's is really the best good. of the best of the best, anyway, people. Right, OK, um, second goal. We we get to see, what a double subside. What a double change.
4: Funny, it just changed the crowd, didn't it? Like, yeah. so we went ahead with a goal, with a great goal. And then, and then uh, Klopp basically just stood on the throats of Cardiff by uh, telling the world that, look, at, look how awesome our two boys are. Like, you couldn't have a more exciting... I, I wonder, maybe uh, 2012 uh, bringing Phil and Studge on at the same time. Yeah. I don't know if there's ever yeah. been a more exciting da- tandem to come on at the same time. That's killer. Like, you, everybody is so excited to see uh, uh, the manacles Torres-Diaz and, um, and, and get little Harvey back on. Because Harvey is... He, is it happens in, in British sport quite a lot that absence increases the fantasy. So... Like the player that we've we dreamed him to be, that he actually isn't yet. He came on and scored that goal. Yeah,
3: yeah, brilliant. Is it, like, is it three games he played today?
4: Yeah,
3: is he four, state? four.
4: Yeah, there you go. Like, like, yeah. Like we scored, and, and my kids and my wife are going. The uh, the guy went. It's his first goal for Liverpool, and they're like, "What first yeah. goal? He scored. He scored. He must have. No, he's played four games ever.
1: Yeah." yeah. I'll tell you one thing, that He has been, he either started or got on the, or came on a sub in every single match he's been available for this season.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That tells you something about what the manager sees about him, doesn't it? Well, it'd be interesting going forward. I mean, that's for another pod for another day,
3: but it will be interesting to see what happens now. Yeah.
2: So the finish was, the Techers on the finish was unbelievably oh. good. <laughs> We, that, look, we did. We did we the second one. pressing win because we haven't done the pressing. Yeah,
1: let's no, because we took the other player who came on was our was our latest signing um, and and He had a fairly instant impact.
2: Wow, well, that was a lovely little nick off nick off the defender, and then the skill to keep it in play on the touchline and come come back across and jota, obviously. Is nutmeg Jotta, which is uh, a weird one, but it but it, yeah ends up going to Minamino, and that's uh, that's
1: another big chance. Point three two on there, and Minamino blams it in. But it was um, it was it was what what I liked about that was um Cardiff created um, a bit of danger for themselves. But he was on it in a flash with Jota, and 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 to and to win that you know and that that, that we haven't collected the pressing in this match. We usually do. We'll do. We'll be back with a bang for Leicester. And Burnley on the pressing, uh, and we'll give full explanations then. But that would have been a press leading to a goal, wouldn't it, Roti? For sure. a press leading to a big chance as
2: well. Um uh, yeah. and and one of the best kind of presses, because if you're pressing someone on like ten yards away from their goal, um on the byline, if you can win the ball there and keep it in and then do a cut back, it's probably like your your perfect that's exactly what you want from a press. If you, if someone can do that, that is yes. as as good as it gets. And yep. they do that within five minutes of coming on. Yeah. When people have been saying we weren't sure because under um, is it Konate or Porto's manager, yeah. their, their system doesn't doesn't involve much pressing because they've usually got the ball with Porto um, in their domestic league. The fact that he can come here and then, after five minutes of his debut, Klopp's got him someone on the ball and then keeping it in play and doing pullback is is as good as it gets.
1: Yeah. Um. Sorry. Um. Touch of the uh, Luis Suarez with the skill to keep it on on the on the goal line.
4: Yeah, it's lovely skill and it. I I really liked how uh, incessantly he was. He he was. Um, He's like Suarez had this quality about him that he never stopped moving. He was he he played with like perpetual menace, and he was he's constantly trying to rob the defender and rob all his teammates really, and then he would decide who was going to get the ball. But like it was like he was so hungry for the ball, he would do anything. And this guy, come on, and he looked exactly that kind of guy to me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um but also on, on top of that, right, I just wanted to point out that Samikas had a great game and yeah. um and he was he was also a key part of the press that he, he probably should have had the press that led to the goal because he, he created the turnover in the first place. And he yeah. did it a couple of other times in the game as well. <laughs> um and then he got he got lifted and Robbo got the assist when he came on. Um but I really, really, really like the look of, uh, of Diaz. So uh, I, I, at some point, there'll be a pod gets released when I was talking to one of his, uh, his coaches and, uh, and they were, couldn't have been more positive. So I'm very excited.
1: Fantastic stuff. Um, but how did you see the balance of the team when, um, when Harvey came on and the roles? Um, there's been a lot of talk this season about the, the, the dynamic with um, Harvey and Trent particularly.
3: Yeah, I mean, the, the pleasing thing for me was um, Harvey. It, for me, it didn't look like he'd been away. He was straight on up to the intensity of the game. You know, sometimes when you come back from a big injury like that, um, you can sometimes, you know, the players are a little bit nervous about the intensity getting up to. it. He was straight in there. He tackled. He won a free kick. I think um, just before his goal. He, you know, he was in the pocket. He was in. He was in the. Right it wasn't a problem. Um, it's a bit hard to say the balance of the team because we had Bobby dropping in to play the other eight while um, for the oh, first half. Yeah, on. I'm going to come back and to Which, say that we can yeah. um, <laughs> no, I, I thought. I th- but I thought it, I thought it was pleasing to see him back on the pitch doing the stuff that he was doing early in the season. The other thing to note, sorry, to, on Diaz was I, I also loved the aggressiveness of, of him, his determination to take a player on, get the ball, run it. You know, it, it was just the pair from coming on it injected so much energy. And, and progression into our play that uh, it was just when we needed. As I si said, that the atmosphere was a bit dead. They came on, it completely lifted it, and then we were just on this momentum from that point and chances coming in. But no, I was really pleased to see Harvey back. Uh, he, he looked like he'd been training well. He'd taken his rehab well, as he clearly said in his post-match interview, if you saw that. And yeah. he slotted back into the role really well, so yeah.
1: Yeah, so say si, one of the things you used to talk about, even when Bobby was peak Bobby, was... Um, he said he's more. You he said he's the best eight. He's going to be the best eight in world football. <laughs> and then after the subs came in the first round of the subs, he drops back into the eight. So you finally right. got. You, you finally got to see what you've always wanted.
4: <laughs> Sign me up. I think he could be the best connector in in the in footballing world right now. Just go and just do that thing, Bob. Um, and he's still got such amazing skill. He, he just doesn't do it very often. you will never lose that, will he? Either. He can't. You can do those things when you're 70. Um, but but just go and feel comfortable again, Bob, like make us like we used to watch get every game and there'll be two or three times in the game when you would like laugh out loud at how absurd the skill was that he just did. And it's just been a long time coming. Like there's there's a couple of times in this season where it's happened. But I just want to see. Yeah, I saw that. Um, Lubo just said that that Diogo called Bobby the most technical player uh, in the team, and then Naby Nabi and Tiago behind him. Which just it just bears out exactly how you see these things. Um, and I'd love him to be the the tactical presser. The, I'd love him to be the connector in midfield and play the. If Tiago can't play, go and play over that side. He can well, retain possession like nobody. Um, he can make the progressive pass when he needs to, um, and he'll press his absolute nuts off, and he'll do the exact tactical role laid out for him.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what you're saying there about um, um, Bobby's role and dropping back to the eight. So do you know how many shots he's had in the six games since coming back from injury? No idea. Uh, pretty, much, pretty much 500 minutes. Anyone want to have a guess how many shots Bobby's had? Six.
0: It is five, six, five. Six. <laughs>
1: six shots and six shots in six games. So maybe, yeah. Anyway, um, if if the team wasn't winning, that would be a definite talking point, I think. Anyway, um, we shall move on. Bart, talk to me about Harvey's goal, please. <laughs> uh, what did the, the touch and the turn and the,
3: and the put it? swivel on it and put it in the in the bottom corner i mean it was absolute as you said as a roses hit the is on it was phenomenal but he actually made robbo's cross look decent uh because cross was behind him um so but it was it was worked down the right wasn't it and i can't remember we crossed it across but it's over here cross which ended up with robo and the Robbo puts it back across um harvey flicks it up with the left foot, turns and, and smashes it in the corner it was, it was Wonderful play from an individual, and I think we should we should uh, promote and and praise Harvey for making it. Oh, I a great goal rather than the rest of it, but no, it was um, it was, it was very Jotto. pleasing to him. Is it Jotto. over hit the cross? That was it, yeah. And then uh, Robbo puts it back in the box, and Harvey's there. I felt sorry for the defender though; he literally slipped, just about got up, and Harvey smashed it straight past him. I felt bad for him, but um, you know, that's what happens. But no, a very pleasing moment for him, and you could see what it meant to him. Yeah, personally, first goal for the club, back from injury. Yeah, you, you can see that. Do you see the clip about his dad as well in the, in the crowd? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, he's, he, there's a video of his dad in the in obviously the corporate bit, um, oh, absolutely nice. breaking down and, and celebrating with him. So yeah. I'm not celebrating with this fan. Yeah, little
4: story. story,
1: story um, the uh, catering, the free catering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Groovy. Go on.
4: Little
2: story, I did a scouting article on Elliot when uh, he first joined us and I used the spelling of Elliot's name that was on Y Scout at the time, which was with one T and Paul Tompkins got a message from Harvey Elliot's dad saying, Can you please not um publish articles when you're spelling my son's name? <laughs> <laughs> Because it was with one tee and it's two, and I've never been so embarrassing on. Um, Brilliant. Just the just the big chances. Jota's goal, first goal, first chance was a point three nine chance on XG. Uh, the poor shot XG was point three. What about his bicycle kick? Um, I Haven't got the poor shot XG on that. I reckon um, that was a big chance, um, wasn't it? thank Think. Yeah.
1: Um, Dan can
4: you explain what post shot xg is for those that are yeah we need to explain
1: that Rosie go on on, oh sorry me yeah so post shot xg is so traditional xg is from the perspective of the shooter typically it looks at the location of the, the the shot where it takes place from on the pitch with some other factors such as what the preceding event was the post shot xg it takes the shot and looks at the perspective from the goalkeeper Uh, The starting point is the location of the shot, the distance from goal, the angle. This also looks at the power, the swerve, and most importantly of all, the placement within the frame of the goal. So if it's in the corner, it's going to have a very high post-shot XG, even if it's from long way out. Uh, Where if it's down the middle of the goal along the floor, it's going to have a very low post-shot XG.
2: Yeah. You're always best at the definitions, Dan. That's why I got you to do it. (laughs) Uh, That's fine. (laughs) The was 0.1, 0.28 post-XG. XG and then the Jota one, uh, the, the Elliot one was point as one one, so an 11% chance of scoring, so one in 10, and then it went up to a 0.5 based on the um efficiency of his shot, so it turned it into a huge, big chance.
1: Yeah, Yep. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Do we want to talk about uh, do, do you want to mention Cardiff goal? Do we want to nope, I that. Uh, I've got that
2: Firmino gives the ball away and you, it might do better. He might read the play, the dribble a bit more and go with the goal scorer instead of going to the man, but I'm not even sure about that.
3: I, I think Milner, I think there's combination of players. Yeah, Milner, no, really Milner, Milner's basically, you can't turn at that age. I know that for myself, but he clearly couldn't turn. And I think also that it's not actually that far from Kev, the shot. You know, yeah. in terms of the side it, I know it's really it, harsh, but it, it is, was a nice it, finish. I it was, was a nice, nice finish, but it's, it was almost underneath Kev's arm. So, but you know, uh,
1: yeah, but the um, you know, he, he's 12 yards out, you know, with no pressure on yeah. him, and he, and he gets a good song. The, the mistake was in the build up to that, wasn't yeah, it, it? Was, the, it was, yeah,
3: it, it yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. Catalogue catalog of errors and fair play, they go over the goal, fair enough, see you later,
1: yeah. Just um, just question I've heard some people saying that Milner's going to be playing age 46 in the championship. I mean, um, maybe um, maybe on that performance, maybe he's not. I think it depends where you play him. If you play him, I, I, I don't know what his future holds,
3: but I don't think playing him in as a six yeah. in the games like it is. Um, you know, we ask our players to defend massive, big spaces behind. Yeah, you won't, yeah? You won't, you won't, you won't have to defend that in you the championship. You play for Cardiff there. Yeah, if you go and you have you have a four or a five behind you, and you're playing the six, then there's there's not a lot of space behind you. It's in front of you, and you can shuffle and latch, you know, lateral movement, but uh, sideways. But yeah, I, in our team, no, he can't play the six. But you know, yeah. Anyway,
0: I, you said- I,
4: sorry, Darth. It it actually It was a bit of a worry to me, and it highlighted the things that we've seen so many times this season that we can't control the game we should never have conceded a goal against cardiff it was disgraceful and the way we conceded that goal we had eight men ahead of the ball so we'd let so we have a rule and there is there should always be at least so you have an over you constantly have a defensive overload right so if they've got two forward you leave three back it's really simple it's not it's not brain surgery so you leave three back and there's one so you leave one behind the player and then there's one in front and then another one to cover at all, all, all times, right? So we didn't do that and both eights went beyond the ball until Bobby turned and, and um, he lost the ball but Hendo had gone past him after he started to run backwards. After he lost possession, Hendo carried on towards the opposition's goal. At the same time, so did Robbo and Trent. And we, so we've got a really attacking midfield anyway And all of them went AWOL and left Milner against three. And they had three on uh, turned into three on two at the back. And they scored a really nice uh, transition goal, really nice finish. But it should never happen because we should have controlled the possession uh, there in the first place and just seen the game out and behaved like professionals. And just like the fans got giddy, our lunatic players got giddy.
1: Oh, brutal. Anyway. (laughs)
4: But it's been the thing. Yeah, yeah, seen, yeah. It's been the thing that's cost us this season. That's yeah, why it, it pisses me it off.
3: Yeah. I, I agree, Besar. I think I don't understand why he didn't just leave Hendo in six.
4: Well, why didn't Hendo? Why hasn't Hendo just stood next to him? Why yeah, is he, he going into the box for another goal? Well,
1: maybe was he was off. on his. Maybe he was on his way off to be subbed because he went off just after this anyway. Maybe he was already like, he was off the, the pitch. It? No, he was, was off. It? He was. Was he? Oh yeah, he sorry. Tiago he was on. Yeah, it was. We literally made the sub what the minute before the goal, didn't we? Yeah.
3: Yeah, the size point still stands you know you shouldn't commit that many players forward when you're what 10 minutes to go in a game you're 3-0 up just sit just sit in we've said it yeah. all season anyway, I'm
4: so- really I'm looking at the timing I'm really not sure that's the case though yeah, Thiago was on, on. yeah, oh, yeah. So- look at the clips
3: 78, go on, Hendo off. 79, Bobby gives the ball away.
4: Yeah, uh, no, I see, I see the timing. It's just that when I was looking at the video, I, was lo- I could see Hendo's boots. Maybe somebody else has just got his boots.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that could explain it as well, right? You know, mm. can't <laughs> run. <laughs> right, anyway, Roti, we have a nice draw, though. Nice, nice draw, in the fifth round.
2: Yeah. Interesting stats on how many times we've played Norwich this season. Lubo again posted that on Twitter. Um, we're, we're playing how,
1: four how, I, I didn't see that
2: How many is it? Uh, well we've played So we we don't We very rarely play Teams four times In a season Oh yeah? uh, we, We've played them in the League Cup So we've played them at Carrow Road Twice already this season And we've got two Games at Anfield coming up um, The Man City game In the Champions League Was another example I think But
1: well, we're going to play Arsenal four times this season Aren't we?
2: Europa Arsenal this season Was another um. So yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea in Champions
1: League. Well, I remember one season where we played Everton six times in one season because it was like oh, three replays. There you go. Okay, now old stats done. When, when was that? Um, it was when Kenny uh, quit. That was Kenny Kelly Kenny resign, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the third replay, I think. Or mm. well, maybe yeah. five times in one season, maybe five. Anyway. Um, anyway. So, what's the most we've played
2: one team? In the same division, the most we've played
1: them in the season. Yeah, five. If you are going for five, Dan. Do you reckon there's more been more than five? I reckon we've had some. Well, one up. season we played Chelsea. I think we played five times because we played them in the League Cup final and we played them in the Champions League semi-final. So we lost nah, a season. Yeah, so been... season. Yeah, that must have been five. Yeah, yeah. When we Was lost it, to when we it,
2: lost it, to it, Chelsea. It, it, guys, it. There's people speculating all sorts at the moment, and this is so important because we've got like twenty people listening. And you get to you get to see fifty messages of people speculating, live analysis.
1: Yeah, uh, Lubo, you need to check Everton um, in the uh, season when Kenny resigned. Um, right. Um, okay. So, Si, after this match now, um, after not playing for sixteen days, uh, we have five games in thirteen days and 10 games in the next 30 days. So we have um, both ties against Inter. Uh, we have the rearranged league game against Leeds. We have the League Cup final against Chelsea, and we have the FA Cup fifth round game, which bizarrely is midweek, <laughs> on, on a Wednesday night in March. So how, how this, is, this is your area of expertise, right? So how does a football manager go about planning to play 10 games in 30 days and how how are we set up going into this uh, well this will actually
4: turn into 12 games in 38 days leading into the international break so the arsenal game which got moved because of the norwich game will end up slotting between brighton and man united
1: will it yeah
4: um because that's the only free week we
1: both have oh wow so the, the Brighton game's on the 12th of March. So the Arsenal game's going to be midweek after that and then Man United on the following weekend.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah exactly.
1: So 12 games in 37 days. Wow. 12, so
4: 12 games in 37 days from now, or, yeah. uh, or it will be 13 games in 40 days. Including the game.
1: Oh, right, OK. Right.
4: Um, so, yeah, that's quite, that's quite a significant turnover. That's Christmas. Um, yeah. So that's that's what Christmas looks like from the international break to the FA Cup in most seasons. Um, this time of year, that's not how the season looks like. We usually have two midweeks off at this point in this block of games. Um, so that's a considerable amount. If you look at how, how a, a week is planned, you would look at match day, then game match day plus one, which is an active recovery day. Match day plus two, which is a, a much lower level passive recovery day. Match day plus three, which is where they come back to training. Match day plus four, which is the busiest training day of the week. Uh, and then it goes, in a, if you play for Burnley, then it will go match day minus one. Uh, minus two, then match day minus one, leading into the next game. We never have those. Um, and in this, in this period, match day plus four is the day where the uh, human's body generally has recovered all soft tissue issues and, uh, and basically re- reconstructed so, the metabolic problems from, from the previous game. So you're fully recovered on, on the fourth day after a game. And, so a question
1: for you then, Si, right? Yeah. Our next four matches are all match day plus three. Yeah. So
4: we don't have a match day plus four. We don't have a, a day off until a full re- day of recovery until April the 20th.
1: Wow. So you said match day plus one, no training at all.
4: Active recovery. Match day plus two is no training at all.
1: Okay. Uh, and then, then match day plus three is, is back to training, right? So yeah. we're going to be doing, very based on that, for the, until... Um, the end of February, we're not going to be doing any conventional sessions on at Melwood, barely any conventional training sessions at Melwood. Yeah,
4: exactly. There'll be, so, so basically you have, oh, a Kirby, walk through, sorry, you'll have a walkthrough the day before a game. So you'll have, yeah. um, so Cardiff, then, um, was, yeah, was that yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yesterday, the match day, today will be active recovery. <laughs> Tomorrow will be uh, rest day uh, or a day off. Um, and it might be like some gym work, and then and yep. then the players that don't play, that didn't play, they'll be having a full training session, right. um, and then um, and then Wednesday will be pre-match, so yep. you'll do walkthroughs for Leicester, and then you play a game again, and then right. you've got active recovery, zero recovery, and walk a th- walkthrough game. Right. And that's then repeat that three more times for Burnley, Inter and Norwich. Two-day game, two-day game, two-day game. Um, so it's a very, very intense period. We're going to need lads that have a chronic load up, up to 140 minutes, which is uh, basically a weekly average where they're used to playing 140 minutes. We don't have any of those yet, apart from um, the, two, the two African lads. So they're the weirdly, they're they're the most tired but also the most ready to be playing two games a week.
1: Yeah. So um when you've got no full recovery days in the schedule for um a month, um what are your options to, to manage this as a to plan your fixtures and plan your use of the squad?
4: So the the only way around it is to is to plan rotation so that you can give players that that deliberately won't be playing um at the weekend their for their day four off or their day four of whatever um training strategy is necessary to yeah. keep them top top and yeah. fresh at the same time so you you're looking at what can a player tolerate over a four uh, over a four and well, five week period yeah. what does their uh, history suggest they can they can tolerate on a weekly level and what is their current le- level of stress in their body basically yeah. um and you want to get them to that level as quick as possible so if you look at say um the captain um uh, henderson has um he currently has a chronic load which is uh, oh, the three-week rolling average of only 44 minutes because we haven't played. And he's got an acute load of whatever he played this week. So that's 79 minutes. Um, and any time incre- the acute load is 30% more than the average three-week average, um, then that, get- that is the um, red flag that Wenger used to talk about all the time.
1: So what you're um, saying is what, you, your body's going to be used to playing over a three-week period. For a certain level. Yes. And if you if you try to put too much stress on it too soon, that is when the increased risk of injury occurs.
4: Exactly. And some players are more susceptible to that than others. Some have a higher tolerance yeah. to chronic load than others. So some players are fine with um, a chronic load above 120 minutes where they're playing 120 minutes a week over the uh, average over the course of three weeks, yeah. and they never get injured um we have a bunch of those thankfully yeah. our best players are those players um Virgil van Dijk um Trent um Robbo Mo Salah Sadio Mane um yeah. and they are great at doing those things but then you get other players who um i could show you a graph right now but anytime um anytime Hendo gets above 105 minutes of chronic load so if you if he plays for 3 weeks and he's playing more than a game a week um the last seventeen occasions, no wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen fourteen occasions that that's ha- that's happened um he has got he has picked up an injury Yeah.
2: It's so one of, best,
4: one of the best charts I've ever seen yeah, yeah, it's crazy, um so let's try and avoid that with him. we can because we've got we've got a massive squad
1: got <laughs> so, a question for you um. Sorry. So so a very very important, very important player for us, um, uh, Thiago, uh, has a history of um, injury. Um, he's just come back from another long layoff. He's a very important player for our rest of our season in terms of winning the trophies. Um, how does, if you let, let me, I'm just going to put it to you, right that he would be maybe targeted to start two key games in this block of periods, the inter first leg and the Chelsea League Cup final. Right. If that's the case, right, just say for his argument's sake that's the case, how do you take a player like him who is susceptible to injury and just come back? How do you make him achieve that goal? Uh,
4: so he is playing 30 against Leicester, 30 against Burnley, 60 against Inter, 30 against Norwich, nothing against Leeds, and then the full game against
1: Chelsea. Okay. So he's he's either starting or coming on as it was one of the subs in the next three matches, two matches to build him up for Inter, and then yeah, yeah. okay, right, okay, got you, yeah, okay, wonderful stuff, say wonderful stuff. Can I,
4: can I just I've got the, this this little extra about why I mentioned Henderson? It wasn't to bash Henderson's uh, midfield uh, injury record or anything. It's that it's the point that he can't play that many, so yeah. we need to rotate and the The current state of the of um, the midfield is that we uh, in the last four years, there have only been five weeks where we had more more midfielders available for selection. So we currently have eight midfielders fit and available for selection and we've pro- I don't think we've ever had eight this good before um, uh, seven and Milner um, and so but the problem has been over the course of this, right? In the last four years, we average the midfield midfielders available selection per week. Um, this uh, in eighteen nineteen we had six point three. Um, in nineteen twenty, we had eight point five available. We had um, per per game to select from. Um, in 2021 we had 6.1 this season we've only had 5.1 available for selection and bear in mind that that includes Milner and Ox who you're very rarely playing as well so this year I think our team has has gone through a little period where it struggled just because of the midfield options and they are they are back online now to hopefully fly till the end of the
1: season yeah, well, we're in, we're certain... we had two midfielders available. Yeah, and we're certainly in a very good place to start such an intense period from, aren't we? We are. Definitely a great, a great
4: position to start an intense so, period. Yeah. Final,
1: final, um, quick comment. Sorry, um, two of our best players have just finished their major international tournament, um, and both of them um, played the final. It um, wasn't a very good game, unfortunately. Um, I watched it; it was pretty tedious. Um, sad for Mo, happy for happy, happy for Sadio, but. They both played a lot of football, um, and they played a lot more football than anybody who stayed behind and didn't play AFCON did. So do you want to just put them to numbers, how much they actually played?
4: Yeah, so they've played... um, Most played 786 minutes, so eight, nearly nine games. Um, But uh, Mane's played uh, 674, and the next highest (coughs) is... Fab, who's been away with Brazil and played two games at 6.63. The rest of the non-internationals are, are... Under 500, aren't they here? Yeah. Yeah. And so fragile.
1: it's mad, absolutely mad, that Salah managed to play 786 minutes in what is ostensibly a seven-match tournament. Yeah. But <laughs> it's just... But um the, he is now on, clearly on, for his career max Season in terms of minutes played, which is already high. It's already what four five thousand two hundred minutes for Mo his career max, and he's uh, on to five, smash it
4: five to eighty, yeah,
1: yeah. And he's on to smash it now because of the because he because they're playing almost eight hundred minutes at Afcon. Um, he, is,
4: he is superhuman, but it's he at is
1: cyborgs it. now.
2: It's a team that creates nothing <clears> as well Dan.
1: Yeah, so he's doing all that work thanklessly as well at the front. Yeah, um, like,
2: sorry, not, not even the top stats for like. Shots per 90, goals, expected assists, anything. Progressive
4: passes. Mo made the most progressive passes.
1: Yeah, Did he? To, whom? Yeah. <laughs> to who? To
4: himself? Crazy. He? <laughs> he had the most progressive passes and the most progressive pr- passes received. He was passing to himself.
1: Yeah, mad. So, right, we all know Salah's a cyborg. Uh, he's, he's missed seven games in the last four and a half seasons through injury. Um, and I think two of those are technically COVID. Um, how you've, he's added 800 minutes at this point. He's probably played more minutes at this point in the season than he ever has done in his career. Yeah. Even though it's Salah, the cyborg, do you see any risk to him at the moment with injury? No, I, I, I'm much more worried about uh,
4: form than injury.
1: Okay, he'll burn out because he's played too much, so... And maybe just be,
4: there'll just be an edge to him, yeah. He'll just lose a lose a little bit of spark. Yeah.
2: So can we, we can conclude that he's a Suarez cyborg without the disciplinary issues.
4: He really is. I think he So no, say, that said, how many games did you say he'd missed, Darth? Seven yeah. games
1: in four and a half seasons.
4: Is it really that high? Um, but <laughs> a couple of those with COVID.
1: <laughs> Most of it was after Charlie. Either
4: way, either way, Suarez at thirty-two had missed six in his career.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um Phil, we haven't heard from you. Well, any any other business from you final word from you?
3: No, no. Just to say, uh, it I, it's, it was a dull match. Uh, I feel sorry for Mo, but very, very happy for Mane. I think he, I think Senegal were the best team in the tournament, um, and Mane probably the one of the players of the tournament. So, yeah. yeah and I, I love the stats that the uh, Egyptian keeper had his water bottle. when we he saw that, but he had. A oh dear! Yeah,
1: didn't he have the penalty takers? Yeah, they, he, had, he had directions
3: a picture of every single penalty taker and where they were likely to do it. And he and he dived. The, he had Mane to go that side. Just Mane hit it too good.
1: Um, the, the one to win it.
3: The one to win it. Yeah,
1: yeah. He actually uh, put um, it in the
3: corner, didn't he? Though that time, put it in really? the corner. And as I said, the guy Egypt didn't read the stats because it's the fourth penalty taker that's more important than the fifth.
1: Yeah, and twice in the tournament, Mo M- M- M-
3: didn't get to take his kick. did No, oh, he I didn't take his kick. No, so because obviously if the if the result can't be can't be conc- uh, can be concluded before you take the final pick, then you don't take the final kick. So um, that's happened there. So yeah, no, but it was also pleasing to see Mo was straight on the plane, <laughs> texting mm. the Clock to say I want to play. You know, so. Has he? He's texted yeah. soon Brilliant. Joyce um, tweeted out, hasn't he? He said he, he's, he's informed Liverpool he, he's going be back in training tomorrow and he wants to, he wants to play for Leicester.
1: Brilliant. Um, well, and Sadio's probably going to have a party for a few days, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair.
2: Cameroon were the um, losing... Well, they won the third and fastest place, I think. But they had the the, the the exact same goal difference as Senegal. Um, exact same record in terms of 1-3, 1-4 during three. One, four, um, which was obviously to the same points. They had the best goal scorer by a country mile. Um, a guy, who, a guy who I think is either is it is was he the guy that was criticizing Salah,
1: Abubakar. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah, he's just shooting his mouth off. Um, but the only yeah. difference was that Cameroon couldn't win a penalty shootout against Egypt, and Senegal could. Yeah, absolutely. But so I just mean, those, those like, should, those goal, have got
4: by miles the best team.
2: For nine, uh, he's got he, he, had the, he had the stats to back up his um assertion that he was the dominant player in this championship. But
3: I'm um,
2: uh, yeah, no, I th- I just think it's just you know, you're talking about team effects there, lad. You're not put,
3: talking put about no that, either of their lad. teams, he gets 10 gold, yeah it wouldn't have been 0-0 in the final if, he, if it was Man Utd like the other one like or something. I don't know. Yeah, they, they seem terrible
2: the, the, the Egyptian manager didn't you you think Quiroz is worse than
1: Hudson? I think he's the most I think he's a disgrace actually I think he's the most defensive manager and most negative manager in world football and it's not just because he managed Man United, but he's, he's just he's just awful he is
4: uh, I I also hate him. There was also no way that team could get to the final without doing it. They were atrocious.
1: Yeah. Can, can I just say the one who was trash talking? Mo is that the fella? Is that Vincent Abubakar?
4: Is the captain?
1: No. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. He scored eight goals
2: and had one point two three goal involvement in nine he, ninety. He was top of all the stats on FB Ref, but he's um, but Cameroon was at
1: the top by. By some distance, that his best, the, his best, his best European oh club God, season was gone. Porto, Porto seventeen eighteen with 15 goals and four assists. And that was it, that's it, that's that's his called, career. I call
4: that a month,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's like block one, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and on but,
4: that, you, month, just chat, I think, I, I was, sorry, on Don.
1: As I say, on that bombshell, we've gone far too long, anyway. Um, but thank you, everybody, for listening. And if you are listening to this on the free side, come and join us on Discord. There's been so much more interaction in the chat here. Um, it's an absolutely, I mean, it's an we think it's a, a really significantly enhanced way to 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 um, to do the podcast. And if you like this, we will be back next week. We are starting on a streak of three double headers in a row, and we will be back for the Leicester Burnley match next Tuesday.